Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Small Business First podcast. I'm Lucy Kippist. In this week's episode, we're talking about reopening and operating your business safely. And our expert is Sandy Young, a representative from Officeworks. But first, it's time for a Small Business News Wrap of the Week with Sess Busby, editor of Koshy's Business Builders. Welcome, Sess. Hey, Lucy. How are you? I'm well, thanks. What is in the news that um, is helpful to us today? Well, there's awesome news for New South Wales and, and especially for a lot of my friends who are in the, the music music and the, the, the live event industry in that effective immediately 500 people or more will be able to attend outdoor seated music performances and rehearsals as long as um, the, the venue has the ability to maintain the four square metre rule. So before um, now it was only 20 people were allowed to go so that's a massive jump in numbers which means Possibly we might be able to get to see some boutique music festivals happening over summer, which would be awesome. And um, the Premier said the reason it's happening is because the community and businesses are doing a really great job at working together to keep everyone COVID safe. And um, it's potential for um, a bit of a upswing back for that whole industry. And then A part of that as well is from October 16, this Friday, they're um, also lessening some of the restrictions around hospitality venues in New South Wales. So now they'll be able to allow one person for every two square metres in outdoor areas. And before that, it was one for every four square metres. So that means also those um, pubs and restaurants with outdoor seating will be able to increase the number of punters they can have in the venue, which means more money going into small business, which is great. The only um, proviso is that businesses that want to take advantage of those relaxed restrictions will have to use electronic methods like QR codes to record the contact details so that they can make sure that they've got all the information of people that are attending. What else have I got for you? There's a survey that came out yesterday from Human Skills Development Organisation, Maxime, and it said that Australian businesses are really worried that new graduates aren't equipped to handle the the new world of work. It says 85% of business leaders believe current grads really lack both the technical and soft skills needed to succeed. Wow, that's a big number, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Um, And they kind of attribute it to the fact that this is the first generation really that has grown up you know, on devices and the internet and they're truly digital generations. So they lack those human skills and the practical experience of connecting with people, really connecting. And and so they're basically saying, if you're a young graduate, you need to sharpen up on your human skills if you want to participate in the workforce. And interestingly, um, almost half of the graduates they spoke to as well believe that they also have this problem and they've been reported that they're investing in upskilling and backskilling in those areas to try and and be able to 
have the, the soft skills that are needed for business these days. And the last piece of news I have for you is a bit of a fun report that came out from Camplify today, which says that over 65,000 Australians are set to spend Christmas in a caravan, camper van or motorhome this year. Wow. Yeah. Um, I just did a, a camper van trip and it was awesome. I'm not sure how I would have coped with having all the Christmas present paraphernalia going on as well. <laughs> um, it was definitely fun and certainly a great way to get out and see parts of the country you haven't been to before and to support local regional small businesses um, and they're basing this data as well on massive surges that they've seen in the demand for caravans and camper vans in the past few months like it's in the last holidays they had a 91 percent increase wow. over the previous school holidays so that's pretty massive and Camplify which their service lets people who own camper vans and caravans rent them out it's kind of like Airbnb but for campers they said that people can earn probably up to $15,000 across summer easily if they wanted to rent out their vans for a couple of weeks. So if you've got a camper van or a caravan and it's just sitting on blocks not doing anything, I'd be putting it onto Camplify for sure. Brilliant. Sess, thank you so much. No worries. Thank you. Joining us today is Sandy Young, spokesperson for Officeworks. Welcome to the Small Business First podcast, Sandy. Thanks for having me, Lucy. Good to be here. What have you enjoyed the most about working from home over the last few months? Yeah, well, I suppose um, being fortunate enough to, to still be working and, um, and having the ability to work from home, I think the, the thing that's been the best thing has been the the 10 step commute as opposed to the almost one hour commute. <laughs> yes. Um, it's given me um, a fair bit of time back in my day and... Um, it's been been certainly nice to be able to always be at home uh, for dinner with the family. So that, that's been a nice change. I think that's definitely a real positive and something a lot of the listeners can relate to in that COVID has given us this opportunity to connect better with our families. So as small business owners, which our community are, Many of us have already been working at home for at least part of our week, you know, years before COVID actually hit. The difference now is, of course, we're always at home or usually always at home. How important is it to have a proper office area set up in terms of maintaining productivity levels over the long term? Yeah, that's a great question. And, and certainly we, we think that you know, having, a, having the appropriate setup is, um, is paramount to maintaining your, your productivity. And, but I think also just helping you maintain balance in your life between your workspace and, and your life space. Um, but what we'd say is, you know, proper desk, office chair, a monitor, an external keyboard and mouse are all the tools that you really need to, to stay productive and be able to work comfortably. Um, and as I said, yeah, being able to create a clear delineation between you know, what is my workspace and the rest of my, my life space, um, so to speak. So, you know, we would say if you can, you're best to leave the kitchen table uh, for meals because that's what it's for. <laughs> Absolutely. Not to mention, you know, how much better it is for your neck and your back to be sitting in a proper desk with a proper chair. Um, that's actually an obvious thing that stands out for me and for a lot of the people in our community is that, that if we are now working mostly at home where we don't have the luxury of that fully set up ergonomic desk and office chair that we're used to in the office, What's your advice in terms of making a choice, a good choice here? Yeah, look, a good chair is, is just so important, um, you know, because you, you're going to end up being in it for such a long time and, um, you know, to be comfortable 
is so important, not just from a productivity point of view, but from your own um, your own well-being. As you said, you, you don't you don't want those back and neck pains. You know, with that in mind, height and back adjustments are, are two really important features uh, as a minimum that you really need in a chair. They're the things that ensure that it's suitable for the height of the desk that you're working at, so you can work uh, comfortably. And another great consideration um, is for an actual chair mat. Um, doesn't just protect your floor coverings, but actually yeah, makes it much easier for your chair to move around, particularly if your if your home uh, workspace is carpeted. Um, and there's a great range of of chairs and, and and desk options to suit all kinds of budgets at OfficeWorks. Uh, you know, and as I said, the, the chair mat makes a big difference to your to your ergonomics. That's a great idea. Definitely one to add to the shopping list. Being able to change up our workspaces is also really important. Obviously, um, when we're in the office, we a lot of people are moving towards using like a stand-up desk. What are some of the other ways we can change up our working day when we're at home to maintain that sort of um, our productivity levels? You certainly, you certainly have a, a sit-stand desk in your home environment that we're definitely available either as a as a desk or um, as an accessory that you can put on on top of an existing desk. But but I think you've probably got a bit more flexibility when you're at home, particularly if you're running everything from a mobile device such as a laptop or a tablet. Now that gives you the flexibility to you know, move into a different room for, for part of your day um, just to break things up or, or even you know, head outside if the weather permits and um, you know, get some fresh air and some vitamin D um, you know, throughout your day. It's just a great way to, to provide a bit of a break in, in the monotony of being stuck in the same room and, and keep your energy and productivity levels you know, nice and high. Another, another great option and, and one that we, we talk about a lot um, at OfficeWorks is if you have the opportunity to do some of your meetings uh, via your mobile phone, then, then turn them into walking meetings. You can, you can get out, connect a set of wireless headphones and um, you know, spend 45 minutes or an hour you know, on your meeting via your mobile phone and, and getting um, a bit of additional exercise and, and stretch your legs at the same time. So that's another great way to just break your day up and do something different. That's an excellent suggestion. And, you know, that kind of multitasking is one of the ways we can see the benefits in this situation. Actually, lots of people in our SBF community have been talking about the fact that they can actually now squeeze in a bit more incidental exercise now they're at home. But what are some other ways we can boost our health and fitness um, while we are, you know, um, working remotely? It's a really important consideration because with that extra time, Back in your day, and, and you know, being so being so close uh, to your workspace, as I said, it's, it's literally ten steps for me. Yeah, you know, it's really important that you create that delineation between work time and and your personal life. And you know, simple things like setting up some rules and boundaries, so you you give yourself back the extra time that you've been able to get, which is not doing emails or, or looking at work before or after certain times in the day. You know, if you've got family or, or pets at home with you. You know, making time to to go out uh, for a walk or or spend some you know meaningful time you know with with your um, significant other or your kids is just a really great way to ensure that the time you've got back by not having to you know be on a commute or whatever it might be you know really is going towards looking after your own well-being. Really important things to keep in consideration. Absolutely, and as we talk about a lot at SBF, if you are not well as a business owner, there isn't a business. So if your health and well-being is a priority, that is going to have a flow-on effect in a positive way on the rest of the business. 
We are in. We are speaking to you at the sort of mid-September point, which is well into the beginning of a new financial year. So, as small business owners, that means we are obviously looking at finances for the end of financial year. And now we're working from home so much more. Are there any extra tax tax breaks we are eligible for? Um, taking that into consideration? Great question and one that people obviously uh, ask a lot and, and it's close to everybody's heart, I think. Oh, look, our main um, advice is probably really simple. The first one is make sure you hold on to all of your receipts for anything that, that you've purchased um, you know, to efficiently run your business from home. Um, and really importantly, uh, understand what the government initiatives are out there through the ATO website. It's a great reference um, point for all information um, relating to what's available. But, but most importantly, uh, always speak to you know, your own professional you know, tax advisor, be your accountant or, or bookkeeper. I mean, they're the ones best placed to give you the, the right advice um, that suits your individual circumstances. So that, that would absolutely be our, our primary um, suggestions to anybody. Sandy, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast and sharing those insights with us. I know our community will find them really useful. No problems, Lucy. Thanks for having me.